Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway, the podcast about great ideas you'll never do that someone else can do instead. I'm John, and this is all my fault. And defund the police. I'm Mesha, and Black Lives Still Matter. They do. They do. Besha, what's what's new? How are you doing? What is new is that I am still doing genealogy research. And oh. I was trying to find some family birth dates without having to, like, email my aunts and uncles that I don't really talk to. Mm. And Googled a couple of them and discovered that the website My Life, which is a data broker kind of like Spokio, is ten times more invasive than Spokio. Ooh. I have already removed myself from most of the most common data broker sites, but to remove yourself from this, you have to call them. Most most places, oh. you just like email them, and they they're like, okay, verify some information. So I had to call them. I had to provide information, and then I had to sit through a sales pitch about how I should pay them one hundred and twenty dollars a year to remove my information from the internet. So they are. And they, they keep saying, like, your information is gathered from 35 different sources. All of these sources will still have your information. And I was like, yeah, I know, but they won't have it in one place, bitch. I did not <laughs> say that. But it was like, so uh, readers, that is my, my public service for you, is look yourself up on mylife.com and then call them and be like, fuck you guys, remove my profile. Because they have dates of birth, which most sites do not. Huh. It's creepy as hell. Oh, yeah, I might have to do that. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up later. Mm. Yeah. Well. So that's my, that's how I am. Very good. <laughs> and, and it's funny that like quarantine has made me more willing to sit on the phone. And it's partly because I'm working from home. So like nobody's going to overhear me. I'm not going to disturb anybody. And it's partly because like, even though I'm working, I feel like I have nothing to do. So like, yeah, I'll sit on the phone for 10 minutes. Why not? <laughs> Fuck you. That's why. I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I might be a little that, you're goddamn punchy. Right. <laughs> no, no, I think I think that's exactly right. I uh, I have nothing new to report either, except that we did get a new review on iTunes. <gasps> yes. This this one is a is a five star review, and uh, Besha, would would you like to do the honors? Yes, I would love to. Fun fodder for your gray matter. Ideas, we all have them. But not all of us write them down for years. In the minds of Besha and John and their delightful guests, no idea is a bad idea. Some are just supremely goofy, while others are downright genius. This creative thinking gem will give you the giggles at least once and leave your noggin percolating. I would argue that in my mind, there are plenty of bad ideas. I'm just too polite (laughs) to say it. I should say that one that this review is uh, is courtesy of your old auntie. It thank was you, just old left. Auntie. I would say about a week ago. Yeah. And thank you so much. You are too kind. Just the best. Just the best. If listeners, if you would like to be like your old auntie, I think you should also leave a review, and you will have it also perhaps read on air. And, and you know, um, I don't think anybody's taken us up on this yet. But you could also ask us a question in your five star review, and maybe we could, maybe we'll answer it 
depending on what kind of question it is, who knows? Yeah. If 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 uh, if any representatives from my life decide to leave a five star review and ask a question just so they can get Besh's info back in their database, <laughs> I'm going to say right now that's not going to happen. No. <laughs> that doesn't but seem likely. If you ask nicely, I will read your review in a funny voice. <laughs> And do a little Yoda. It's pretty much the only funny voice, other than unnecessarily perky lady. Anyway, so good. Should we introduce our guest? I was exact. <laughs> that was the next thing I was going to ask you. I think that we should. I think it's a great idea. Yes, for her fourth appearance, we'll please welcome Yuri back. Yuri. Hey. Hello. <laughs> now that actually, now that the both of you are here, I, I do have a question I would like to pose to the two of you. Mm-hmm. At the, when sort of the beginning of of, uh, of isolation started, I sent an email out to some friends asking them for like fun selfies to put in in an album that I, that would show up on my. In, I, I put it in Google Photos, and it would show up on my TV on, when the Chromecast yeah. was going. I did that, and I sent a follow-up like a week or two later, and I did get a number of really excellent selfies, and they have been actually a surprising, like, they they just, they put a smile on my face. Now that we are several months in, however, like, I I, I feel like I want more. <laughs> Bored now. Just because it's... <laughs> yeah. is, it, is it rude to ask for more? No. No. Okay. No. No, I mean, it, people love sharing of themselves, especially, like, if they know that they're going to get a featured spot in your living room for a few seconds. Yes. Yeah. For 20 seconds at a time. Yeah. <laughs> I would feel honored. It, it really, truly has been delightful. Yeah, I would encourage anybody listening to do this if you haven't, because it, it, really, it really is quite good. So, okay, this is good to know. I, you're, you, may, you raise a good point. I may send an update. Do it. Do it. I might even contribute. <laughs> Amazing. When this giant zip goes away. <laughs> do, 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 do. Should we? I, I mean, here's the thing: is that I feel like that review pretty much encompasses what's going on, and I don't know that we need to explain yeah. to our listeners what's happening. <laughs> Should we just dive in to what Yuri found in the pile this time? Hell yeah! Let's do it. Excellent, Yuri. What's the first thing you found in my pile of hundreds and hundreds of unused ideas? I want to start with this very intriguing, and I guess it might be just intriguing to me because I don't have a baby. But this idea is baby feeding clean rooms. John, could you explain what that yeah. means? Uh oh. Is is there anything <laughs> in the notes field for this one? No. no. <laughs> it is a contextless. Crap. Clean room. Crap. Baby feet. Okay, so I can tell you what I'm kind of, like, what this evokes for me, but I'm not sure this is what you meant, which is, like, some sort of, like, white cube that's made of some sort of very easily, like, easy-to-clean material. So, like, the walls, the ceiling, the floor, they're, like, all made of this, like, I don't know. What's easy to clean? Glass Mm. or something (laughs) yeah tile and you just sort of like wheel your baby in so that they can fling the food everywhere and then you like wheel it out again and you like just squeegee the walls down so that you like don't have to clean anything in your house okay so i was thinking of breastfeeding first of all but that makes total sense i to be honest with you i feel like yuri might be on the right track here yeah uh it does sound useful. I will say that it's probably not. I mean, because Quentin was not a particularly 
he has not been a particularly messy eater. So I, I, I don't know that this was an idea that I maybe had during his lifetime. Like, it's possible mm-hmm. that I was hearing horror stories or, or just, like, you know, seeing pictures of, 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 of extremely messy children. But, yeah, <laughs> I, this, it's, I mean, it, it's, this idea is, as, especially this implementation, as you've described, it does not seem without merit. I, uh, I'm sure that there are some parents who would benefit from this, this solution. Yeah, I mean, I just... But would this be, like, a special room in the house? Or would it just be, like, a baby-sized cube (laughs) you know how you have that like like glass cage when you're doing like in like a biology lab or something and you have to like mix it with some like dang or a fume hood so you have like you have like the integrated gloves in the box (laughs) it's a baby feeding fume hood (laughs) i'm picturing it right now It's both good and bad. It's uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, Let's yeah, make it. yeah. Kind of messed up, but also I can see the value. Sani baby, the Sani clean baby. baby feeding solution. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we're we're basically like people are putting like fish tanks on their heads to like fly a plane right now, so it doesn't feel like that far off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. What's next? Well, I am, you know, crazy about cats. And so I wanted to know more about this business that would be Stray Cat Collection as a Service, in parentheses, rat infestations. Yes. Okay. So there are there are businesses that have need of rat removal. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Like, I wasn't there. I think there was a, this. It went up mildly viral like a brewery somewhere that was experiencing rat problems and so like they they like got like a bunch of cats and like the cats became the defenders of the brewery and it was like this whole and thing everybody loves adorable. cats totally totally but um but but it, it made it sound like they had had to do some work to gather these cats and it occurred to me like shouldn't there be a service that goes around and like just gather because there's shitloads of stray cats right mm-hmm. like a service that just kind of like gathers up, like uh, I guess it would be triggered by a rat problem, right? So maybe they, they would know to like people who are having a rat problem would know to contact this particular service, which would then go to a stray cat hotspot and scoop up like a dozen cats and bring them over to wherever these rats were and be like, just let them loose. Like here, eat these instead, and you know, and then goodbye rats, and then maybe the stray cats stick around there instead. So I mean, it's really almost more like a, like one of those puzzles, those like slidey aroundy puzzles with yeah. one of the pieces is missing, where it's kind of like you're just sort of <laughs> redistributing the cats, but but the key is that you're redistributing the cats to the points where they're actually needed to kill small animals instead of murdering innocent small animals. Yeah, that's the thing that I wonder about. Is like, I mean, I I thought I I feel like I learned somewhere that like given the choice, like cats will kill the small, like, harmless, cute little <laughs> rodents. And Instead like... of the horrible rats. <laughs> Great. Um, so it really would have to be, like, that's all they have to eat, which is, mm. sounds a little mean to the cats. But at the same time, I mean, this reminds me, I recently learned that still in San Francisco, there is, like, a goat farm that's specifically working goats, that they rent to oh like, yeah clear to graze like, 
median strips and things yes. like that. Yes. I saw them at City College when I was taking a class there. They were like, yo, what's up? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw them at the the hospital that's on, uh, you know, that Laguna Honda, wherever. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, clearing a steep hillside. That's what they're good for. They're goats. <laughs> goats. Goats. I don't know why, but goats have to be pronounced goats. Fans of goats. Oh, yeah, goats. <laughs> I don't know why, but, I'm sorry. Uh, but, but yeah, you know, in, in the same way that those goats are perennially useful, I, yeah, I feel like this cat yeah. service would be the same, you know, Yeah. Right? Yeah, and now I'm thinking, you know, like, maybe you don't even need, like, the cats might not even need to eat the rats. They just need to intimidate them. Yes. Right? Yes, I suppose that's also true. They don't even need to eat them, just kill them. We know that cats well, like yeah. to kill. Yes, yes. And, and they could just kill a few as a lesson, you know, and then, like, dangle the dead rats in front of the other rats. <laughs> if and then, like, with a really raspy voice, like, if you know what's good for you. By sunset. <laughs> also, pee everywhere. That helps. That, too. That, too. So, yeah. You know, I, we, we, I feel like we, could, we should be making more and better use of cats' already murderous tendencies. Yeah. Is what I think what this boils down to. And I, I really think it's just a problem of population distribution. And, you know, uh, since we are humans and we're smarter than they are, we can move them to where they need to be. Are repeatedly, we? As a service. Are we? So it can be monetized. <laughs> Do you know why herding cats is a... Is a thing, John. <laughs> well, I mean, they wouldn't need to be herded so much as captured and then brought to a place and then released. That's. <laughs> yeah, I'm just capturing picturing cats you chasing a bunch of cats. Being like, get in the truck. <laughs> uh, it is true that I have never attempted to capture a truly elusive cat. Oh. I, mm. Sorry, I, I apologize that my dog is on my lap and just started panting directly into the microphone. I. I uh... <laughs> That was not me. That was the dog. <clears throat> anyway, capturing cats. Yeah. Not easy. Yeah. Well, there are the cats that are not to like <laughs> draw this out a ton, but like there are the cats that have already been captured, you know, that are at animal control that are not adoptable because they're just too feral. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And so they could kind of constitute like a, a the brute squad, or, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, especially if they've already been neutered, right? Because at that point, like, they're no longer a problem per se from mm-hmm. a, a, a reproduction standpoint. So yeah, why not? I think I, I like that a lot. They become they become the core the core of your force. Yeah. No, that makes a lot. I'm of sense. seeing little berets <laughs> and like <laughs> tiny cigarettes, <laughs> little pins for like you know number of kills. And... <laughs> they put notches on their claws. <laughs> A, a sash, a sash with badges that can be can can be pinned. Yes. Yeah. Mm, clearly, the best solution. Epaulets would just slide right off. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. What what is next? Next is science expedition spectator births. I love this idea. Oh. <gasps> yes. I. I mean. I think that it could also be another way to help finance an expedition, right? Like, we've all seen when, you know, like, like they'll send an expedition, like a boat out with some some scientists on it to send robots into some deep part of the ocean. That shit looks rad as fuck. 
And if there was a way to pay for a seat on that boat, so you could just kind of hang out with them, I'm sure there would be takers. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it could be used to help pay for some part of it, I mean, some part of the piece of equipment. I feel like they do that on Antarctica cruises. I might be making that up. Do they? Yeah. Oh. I feel like that's where I mean, she went sense. and where'd you go, Bernadette? Um, probably nobody else read that. I definitely saw the trailer for the movie starring Kate Blanchett. Yeah. I swear that you can do, like, cruises that are also scientific expeditions kind of things. Maybe I'm making it up. Maybe I just want to believe it so much, and really it's just a bunch of rich people polluting the Antarctic seas. (laughs) (sighs) But this, like, I, I think... You know, I think to actually, um, I like this because it's, it's a little bit less of a commitment than like, I know, okay, so there was this woman, what was her name? She's awesome. Kathy Sullivan. And she is the only person to have done a spacewalk and gone to the bottom of the ocean. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. And she actually went to the bottom of the ocean because... Well, first of all, uh, she wanted to, and she wanted to find some things out there because science. But she, but it was partly made possible because this like multimillionaire was like, I want to also go to the bottom of the ocean. Let me go with a scientist and paid for all of it. Awesome. She was the first American woman to walk in space and the first woman to dive to the Challenger Deep. <laughs> oh, that was just last month. Yeah. Um, Dude, amazing. Awesome. What a life. <laughs> It'd be like, you know, it's cool how I was an astronaut and like walked in space and stuff, but I'm getting kind of bored. So, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And she was the head of the national, you know, the NOAA. I forget what it stands mm-hmm. for. Those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it stands for either, but. <laughs> the people where. You go when there's a hurricane to see what's happening. <laughs> the yes. weather guys, we call them. <laughs> yes, or if you want fisheries information. I think I went to one of their webs. Anyway, yes. Um, Yuri, if you were to purchase a, a berth on such an expedition, where would you want to go? Oh, that is such a good question. How can I possibly choose? I want to <laughs> go... I might want to go to the deep ocean, actually. I mean, it makes me a little scared to say that, so I might not be the best suited (laughs) temperamentally to do so, Um, but I just, I really want to see all the crazy-ass creatures that live at the bottom of the sea. I do too. I I don't know that I would want to necessarily be in the submersible either, but I definitely want to be in the control room when they send the robots down. (laughs) That that would be my thing for sure, yeah. Besha, what about you? Probably space, because I'm deeply phobic about water. I thought about like, you know, expeditions to the into the Amazon to look for endangered species, but I also don't like bugs very much, so. <laughs> yeah. That was also my Yeah. my deal. Like too many mosquitoes. If I could be in a bubble and go, I'd be all over that. That would be way cooler to me, but yeah, the bugs. So space it is. Nice. I also would want to do space, but I would probably want to be on the Europa mission. Yeah. Like, yeah. For sure. But yeah, also, yeah, with the bugs. Yeah, you would, I would want a bubble. I would want force field technology. I'd want, I'd, I'd want like several, several redundant layers of bug protection. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's not feasible for many reasons. <laughs> Yuri, what's, what's next on the list? 
Okay, next on the list is uh, a party idea, um, which is a non-wedding friend reception. Yes. Yes. And I, um, mm. and I just, I was like, yes, because, well, I already got married and, <laughs> and I just want to bring people together. <laughs> well, plus, I mean, in your case, like you got married in a different country. So, yeah. Yeah. And we, and, you know, we had said like, okay, like we're, well, we're having this very small wedding now and we're not inviting anyone, but don't worry because we're going to have this like bigger thing later in Japan and you're all going to come. And then, you know, life happened and time passed and it just felt more and more ridiculous to be like, okay, we're doing a wedding. Like we got married <laughs> years ago. For our fourth anniversary. <laughs> yeah. At least in that, I guess you can make it for time. like your 10th. You can do like a big anniversary party for everybody who didn't get to come. I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah. That's def- we're considering doing that actually. I, th- I mean, I am. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Mavis doesn't know yet. <laughs> I think it's possible we may have discussed it in the abstract, but I think we might do it, and we might if 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 it's an option again. I think we might do it at Fairyland again because it was so good. Dude, that would be <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. Look forward to the invite in. Uh, what is it? It's 2020, and so our our uh, our end 10th anniversary will be in 2026, which is approximately 4,000 years from now. So, yeah. um, you know, prepare your stasis pod and uh, just be ready for when the call goes out. God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Likewise to my friends. I mean, uh, 2025. That feels like... Oh, that's that not going to happen. Like we got a reunion that year. We got reunion. Well, maybe you could just be reunion. <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely have a friend reception as someone who is not married and does not anticipate getting married. I have kind of a yeah. selfish desire to combine it with a gift registry, even though I don't really want gifts. But the, the chance to be like, who in my life loves me enough to get me that KitchenAid stand mixer with the bread hook? Not, not even that. Like, like um, maybe what you should do is 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 have everybody crowdfund for one amazing thing, like a sword oh, or a set yeah. of swords, right? Yeah, Hell get yeah. yourself a two-hander, like Gideon. And anyway, yeah. That, yeah. that was where my mind immediately went, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> What's the next idea? It's an app. <laughs> it is a Corgi tracker app. This one, this one gets brought up a lot, and I think for a reason, it's because a it's a perennial great. favorite. I, yeah. I, yeah, I, I like the idea that you could just uh, track a Corgi. Can I suggest a modification, actually? Certainly. Because um, I've just, I mean, it, or if we could just, you know, sort of duplicate this app, but have it exclusively be for German Shepherd puppies of a certain age. Oh, like their big <laughs> floppy paws, and they're still yes. a poof. They're their ears, their soft yeah. little ears. Yeah, yeah, that's very well. So the, I mean, I think so. The implementation of it actually would be that it is, it's, it's on two sides, right? Because there's the dog owner and there's the subscriber. So um, the dog owner it gets to opt in, where it's sort of like, I have a dog of this type, and uh, anytime they go out for a walk or whatever they hit a button and the you know the app starts to track where they are and then other people who also have the app who are subscribers to that particular dog be, get alerted when the dog 
with the app on travels within, I don't know, a 10 block radius of them or something. So, you know, you just, you get a, a bleep on your phone. It's like, hey, Picnic the Corgi is nearby. Like, excellent. Um, the thing is, yes, I know a Corgi and Picnic is the best. Um, the thing is that, like, th- this app absolutely should be used for other kinds of dogs, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's where you where you run into the monetizable part of it, where mm. like you can, you know, maybe maybe you can you can track one dog for free, but then you know the next dog, or maybe you can track however many dogs you want to of a certain breed, and then as soon as mm-hmm. you want to add another breed or like a like a, a t- like an age range, like say for instance you really only want to meet. You know Australian shepherds who are like seven or older, because or, or what you know. So like, if you want to be able to filter down, you have to pay for those upgrades. There you go. I would pay. Uh, I would pay. I mean, I kind of am because I do think that there is like a much less ethical version of this app where we just use <laughs> like surveillance society, you know, to like um, <laughs> just like just recognize like a corgi on the street. <laughs> And, like, just let you know that the corgi is, like... And and I would reduce it to, like, just a block. So you can look out your window. Um, (laughs) I like, I know he's out there. It's like, beep. (laughs) Like, run to your window and watch it go by. Oh, yes. Then it becomes, like, the motion tracker. (laughs) Corgi approaching. That's very good. That's very good. I mean, I agree that that version is much less ethical, but it is almost better <laughs> in some ways. <laughs> depending on, you know, depending on what you what you feel like being like, uh, that's very good. And part of this is, like, just generosity, because I actually have this in the form of my husband. <laughs> because I live, I live across the street from a park, and my husband's workstation is in the living room by the window and so when the German Shepherd puppy, one of them there are multiple, comes out he just like yells at me (laughs) (laughs) on the other side of the apartment so that I can run over and squee over it that is entirely that is so good because yeah, German Shepherd puppies are so good they're just a little ball of foof and then this one like it's ears are like uh, constantly perked up, but they're like too big for its head, but they're stuck together at the top, so it's like this big triangle that's stuck to the top of his head. <laughs> and he's fluffy. Yes, yes. <laughs> she said woefully. <laughs> and he's fluffy. <laughs> he's so cute, it makes me sad. We've all been there, folks. <sighs> all right. Shall we move to the next idea? Yeah, and I think this might be the last one. Right? <gasps> and I hope that this is an idea that has not come up too often, but it would because we've talked, I think, we talked last week or last episode about, you know, has have dumbasses increased over time? And have assholes increased over time and how would you know um so this question is asshole tax so oh, yeah can computers identify assholes they absolutely can <laughs> i mean we've so we've we've definitely discussed this before and i love it and it's gotten clearer and clearer that they can 
because that's how Twitter doesn't break the laws in Germany. Yes. Wait. Yes. Yeah. Unpack that because I'm, how did uh, how they know? Tw- well, Twitter no. Twitter's able to identify Nazis and ban them in Germany. Oh. They just don't do it anywhere else because free speech. Free speech. Free speech. Yes. I mean, I think that the ultimate implementation of this will require kind of a total surveillance panopticon, at least running in the background, where like, you know, it's somewhere like it it links together, you know, your identity with all of your various social media and the places that you post online. Like it knows your all of your Reddit usernames or whatnot. Right. And it knows what kind of person you are when you post. How many sock puppets you have. Precisely, precisely. And so, you know, like you walk into a, a convenience store and you want to buy a Coke. And, you know, as as it's being rung up, it you know, the, the, the point of sale system queries the asshole database and it comes back with, oh, yeah, he's an asshole. So your Coke now costs $15. Whereas, you know, if, if you're not an asshole, uh, maybe your Coke costs you five cents. And we just kind of subsidize all kinds of amazing programs off the backs of these assholes who still need to buy things, but it, it's just all of their shit is going to cost five, fifty times as much as it should because they're being dicks. I, I, and I, I feel like maybe the asshole database, you know, like it refreshes, maybe it sends out a new ping every. What, what sounds like a reasonable refresh rate for this? Like a, a week, week, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not going to change, change dramatically, but that is a good, I feel like that's a good bit, that's a good range. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We, I mean, we, that was great. Like how much clearer of an answer can you get? Like two <laughs> people spontaneously just, yeah. There we go. Wisdom yes. of the crowd. And like, it really what, was. what kind of, I mean, you're, you're describing a pretty dramatic text. Like I wouldn't want to, I don't know. Should, should assholery drive one into poverty? It's a, it's a valid question. Yes. It, it should. It should, especially because it's correctable, right? Like, all you need to do is just not be such a fucking dick for like a week or two, and then your score will go down. Also because currently the financial benefits of being a total asshole are pretty substantial. If there's anything we've learned from Peter Thiel, Elon Musk... Oh, that's yeah. true. Yes. yes. So that's, mm. that raises a good question about the place of financial crime and white collar crime in like, you know, weighting the algorithm, because I feel like that's yeah. a pretty subtle form of like, sure, they they say stupid shit, but they do weigh worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A Coke is going to cost Elon at least a cool mill. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed that 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 sounds about right. God, how far he's fallen. Did you see the tweet that was like, shut up, Elon, you paid for your hairline with apartheid money? <laughs> Wasn't it apartheid emeralds? It was like his, it, his... Oh, it might have been emeralds, but it was, yeah. and it was specifically a shot of his, his hairline before and after. And it was just so weirdly specific. It was beautiful. <laughs> shut my, up, Elon. My favorite... <laughs> I mean, I know that this, and this is from a million years ago, but, and it was like, would some comedian change their name to Italian Elon Musk on Twitter for like a, a hot minute and, and then just got like making amazing <laughs> tweets and the, yeah. 
Oh, they were so good. Even though they the whole so and, and the tweets weren't even like that offensive. They were just like, I uh, shoot the pizza into a space. Uh, I mean, offensive <laughs> to Italian people, but not offensive as like a Elon Musk parody. Exactly. Uh, it was so good. I might have to look those up when we're done. Here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, Yuri, that's a, that is totally a valid. I think that the the um, hmm, ye, hmm, yeah, I think that the the asshole database panopticon system must have a rough idea of what your income is. So if you're an asshole, but you're kind of a poor asshole, your Coke will still be more expensive. It just won't be ruinously expensive. Mm. I like but that. enough to nudge your behavior, you know, mm-hmm. be like, hey, maybe don't be such a fucking dick all the time. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Can I say that at the bottom of the receipt? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I so uh, when I was a Kaiser member, I used to get um, my receipt would say like your Kaiser drug benefit saved you. $563. And it would be like, your assholery cost you $14.73. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Ship it. <laughs> do, 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 do. It is now time for one of us to give a terrible recommendation or showcase an idea from our guest. Does anybody have a terrible recommendation? I have a terrible recommendation, and it is recycled content from Twitter, but, you know, nobody reads Twitter. We just doom scroll endlessly. My terrible recommendation is that when your dog won't drink out of a bowl of water and is obviously overheating, you should stick your glass of water in front of your dog's mouth so they find out how delicious water is when it's out of the glass. Can you hear that right now? No. No? Okay. Well, she's drinking out of my glass. The terrible, it's a terrible recommendation because from now on, when you have a glass of water, that's the dog's glass. <laughs> and at this point, I'm just like the moms who are on their third kid. And when the kid drops a pacifier, they just stick it in their mouth and then stick it back in the kid's mouth. Like, that's where I'm at now. I have, I have infinite tolerance for germs. I'm just like, you know what? She drank out of it. She has, I haven't seen her lick her butt recently. It's fine. <laughs> I would draw the line if I had seen her lick her butt recently, but I haven't. So I'm going to just take the water back when it gets too low for her to stick her bulgy little head in the glass. <laughs> Terrible recommendations. Share your water glass with your dog. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. That's that that'll do. Yeah. Yeah. I... That's pretty terrible. <laughs> Sorry, I know I've outed myself, but I just I can't care anymore. No, that's that's fair. You know, the the people need to know. I've created a monster. <laughs> well, and I think it's reassuring to like people who you know, let's say like have other people in their lives who they witness drinking, sharing a water glass with a dog, to be like, you know what? That shit doesn't kill you. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. I, if anything, my immune system is stronger. Hell yeah. We also gave her a popsicle today, but did not eat the popsicle. She ate the Oh, one. good. <laughs> and now it's time to let everyone know where we can be found on the internet. For me, this is super easy. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I've got a newsletter you really don't want to miss. You could find links to all that stuff at flavor.country. Go there now. You can find me on Twitter as Besha, where I will shortly be posting how much you can't miss John's newsletter because of that damn song survey. But that's another that's another whole thing. Totally. And I am on Twitter at YNC. Young, crusty. Young and crusty. 
Young and crusty. Young and crusty. <laughs> if you haven't already, go ahead and give this show a five thingy rating in whatever podcatcher you're using to listen. And if you feel like being extra amazing, leave us a nice review. It would help us out a lot, and it would make us very happy. If you've done that already, tell a friend about us the next time someone asks what you've been listening to. Thanks, and remember, if you've heard an idea you like, go ahead and do it. I just want credit. And I want to cut. Do-do, do-do.